Hey, Cask Chasers, we'll start the show in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey there, everyone. Joshua Hatton with Impex Beverages. And I brought my wife, Haida, with me because I, I had a really important question to ask her. Oh. When I say the word Kilhoman, what does that, what does that tell you? What does that, what does that say to you? Uh, whiskey, not a lot more than that. Okay, well, let me tell you about them just Please a little do. bit, right? So Kilhoman is one of now nine working distilleries on the little tiny island of Isla. I've heard of that. You've heard of that? Yeah. Right? And, but they are a family-owned distillery and the only distillery in all of Scotland to basically do something that's from barley to bottle. They grow the barley on site. They do the malting, the the distillation, the maturation, the bottling, everything on site. You want to know what's special about that? I Yes, I do. There are about 140 distilleries in Scotland. They're the only ones doing that. Not too shabby. That's not too shabby. And on top of that, the whiskey's delicious. Well, that sounds like a win-win. So if you like... Peaty, smoky, yet fruity, sweet, and citrusy, that may be up your alley. I don't. Okay, but if you did. If I did, I imagine I would love that. Yeah. And I suspect there are a lot of people who do love that. There are a lot of people that do love that. And when we get the whiskey into glass, maybe they didn't even know they loved that. But then you put the whiskey into glass and they say, oh, you know what? I do love that. Great. Should I put some whiskey in glass for you? I wish you wouldn't. Okay. Hey guys, it's Aaron. Just wanted to let you know this is part two of a two-part series. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, we obviously recommend that you go back and listen to that one. Or you can just continue on if you want to be a rebel. And if you have already listened to the previous episode, well, I'm sorry for wasting your time. Enjoy. Hey, this is Daniel Whittington. Pour a dram and settle in. You're listening to the Cask Chasers podcast. Samara Davis on the show of the Black Bourbon Society. And one of the things we really mm. got into was marketing and how important it is, specifically right. in the whiskey world, which is, you know, one of the things I appreciate about what you guys do. And I'll, I'll be 100%. I hear the conversation I have. And again, I, I want to say we come from a sales background because it's important for what I'm saying next. There's a price tag to coming to your school. There's a price tag, you know, it's a, it, oh, yeah. yeah, right. But the, That's people, on purpose. But what people don't understand is the wealth that you get from and the mismanagement of true marketing, how important it is to get there. And Samara's point was the black community wasn't marketed to with the whiskey world enough. It was a missed opportunity mm-hmm. with marketing. What do yep. you see as a myth in whiskey in general? Because you brought you folded it and it wasn't a whiskey company folding into marketing. It was marketing folding into whiskey. Whiskey. Right. Whiskity. Or whiskey. Whiskey. Whichever. What do you see the biggest marketing flaw that the whiskey, if you had to pick, you guys are messing up. Here's what you could do better. I know that's a big question, but what do no, you. No, I already know the answer. Beautiful. What do you think that is? Uh, how do I say this concisely? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's lack of transparency is the short version of it, but it's not, I, I, that's going to immediately lead your brain to sourcing and uh, obfuscation of uh, product, but that's not what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, I am constantly annoyed by the people who think, who are obsessed with, oh, this is a proprietary process and a recipe and we can't let you touch our, you know, we have to, we'll give you a tour, but we'll you sign an NDA. Like, what the fuck do you think you're making, right? You don't have the key to making gold, right? This is not, a, this is not it's whiskey. Right. And, and honestly, if I went to Jared at Balconis and I, I got from him uh, his yeast, the yeast strain, his pitch temperatures, his fermentation runs, uh, and then, and his tanks size and the still shape and his cuts and how low and slow they run it and the barrels they buy. And I got literally every single part of the Balconis process. And then I came back to Austin and tried to replicate it. It would, it would not work. Hmm. It wouldn't taste like Balconis. Um, because whiskey's way too fragile. Right. There are too many influencers. Right. And so for anybody to be that proprietary about their process when it's that impossible to replicate something, that'd be like uh, the edge getting mad that someone else used echo guitar. Right. Right. It's like, no, you can use echo all you want. You're never going to sound like the edge. It's like, oh, you know, Jimi Hendrix just killed it on the real distortion. So no one else is allowed distortion anymore. It's proprietary. It's like, no, man, I, I have a distortion pedal. I don't sound like Jimi Hendrix. Right. <laughs> right. And so I, I, I get frustrated with that. But what I mean is if brands stop trying to buy into the marketing lie that the truth is too dangerous and we need to gussy it up and decorate it so that it's palatable, then so many of the whiskey crises would not be crisis. Yeah. Right. Like when, um, who was it who wanted to drop their ABV by a point? Um, was it Makers? It might have been. I, I, I don't I don't. They wanted to go from 46 to 45. Yeah, that sounds, right. that sounds right. Yeah. So, okay. Say, for example, and I think it was Makers who tried to drop everything by a percentage point. Or even better, Elijah Craig dropping age straight yes. to 12. Yep. Right? Okay. Good. So, they would have been fine with that. It would never have been a catastrophe, I think. And I mean, this is such Monday quarterbacking, right? But if instead of just being like, we'll change it, no one will notice, it'll be fine. Yay, Elijah Craig, which is what the marketing team did. Don't worry, it's still great, right? And my God, was that an explosion, right? If instead they had gone, look, guys, um, it takes 12 years to make 12-year-old bourbon. I don't know if you noticed. (laughs) <laughs> but 12 years ago, right? This would have been my press release if I was writing it. Hey, Elijah Craig fans, uh, it, t- it takes 12 years to make 12-year-old bourbon. Just a pro tip um, in case you're getting in the business. Um, 12 years ago, we had no idea that bourbon was going to take off right. like it did. Right. I, I mean, I, I wish we had a time machine because, my God, would we be kings of the world if we had known 12 years ago that everyone wanted Elijah Craig 12. But we didn't. And we're in a problem that it only comes from success, which is you guys love the shit out of Elijah Craig 12. And you love it. And you're sharing it with everybody. And you're talking about it with everybody. And we're selling it. 
like gangbusters and we're running out of 12 year old whiskey. So we have a problem. Either Elijah Craig 12 becomes so rare and expensive. No one that loves it gets to drink it. Um, and we don't have a lot of other Elijah Craig brands at the time. It's like, this is kind of what we do, right? Now we don't want to deprive you of Elijah Craig 12 because we know you're right. It's amazing. Right. Um, so here's what we're going to do for a window of time. Let's say, and we think maybe seven years, we might be able to wrap this shit around, but for the next seven years, right. We are going to sort of pull back on the releasing of Elijah Craig 12. Now we're going to focus it on uh, retail and restaurant and bars so that no matter where you are, you can drink Elijah Craig 12, but you're going to see it a lot less at retail for a while. And we don't get to control retail pricing. So if it gets expensive, I'm sorry, but that's not our, that's not us. That's the retailer right now. In the meantime, we're going to release some new things you've never gotten to try from some barrels that we know are amazing, but we don't haven't ever released before. And you guys are going to get to try some, some shit you never even imagined possible coming from Elijah Craig. We're going to call it small batch and we're going to do small batch releases of it. And it's not the 12. It was never meant to be the 12. And it's, it's, it's not going to be instead of the 12, but my God, if you like Elijah Craig saddle up because shit's about to get interesting. And we're going to focus all of our energy on that, but we're going to release it in small enough quantity that, and we think seven to eight years, Elijah Craig 12 will be back and we won't even have to worry about stocking anymore. But in the meantime, we're going to explore and we would love if you would take that journey with us. Too many brands think that you can replace good communication with marketing and you can't. You that's always have to have good communication. That's what I'm talking about. Because you have these brands mm. that are doing these award-winning whatever thing, and then it's people, they're just hyper under a microscope. You know, are you going to continue doing? And then there's everybody else that you expect to keep up. You know, Buffalo Trace is doing what Buffalo Trace does. And then you look over at Angel's Envy and you think, well, what are you guys doing? And the mm -hmm. market now is, or the, the, the consumer now, the whiskey consumers who I'm talking about, not your fireball or your jack daniels buyer your actual right. enthusiast they expect this level of well now what and i think there's a pressure there and then that pressure gets pushed onto the the craft or consumer or the people that don't want to be called craft but their craft the small right. local now they have to meet that standard of now what and what's next and what are you going to do differently if that person comes to your school, the school, if that person comes there to learn how to be better, what can they, I mean, what are you saying? I mean, essentially you said it, how do they meet that goal of now what, you know what I mean? I don't think they need to worry about now what, I mean, I, so I, I think if a craft gets sucked into now what, that's their own damn fault. Mm, good point. <laughs> it's not real. Right. I mean, that's like being in high school and all of a sudden it's cool to wear a certain kind of jeans and you're like, crap. I didn't know that. <laughs> sure. I don't have those yeah. jeans. But it's like, that doesn't mean that you need to go out and buy those jeans now. Right. Then right? it doesn't matter. Just keep doing your thing, man. And that. honestly, if, if you're chasing, if you're chasing trends, you're fucked anyway. <laughs> well, and I think that all goes back to the transparency you were sort of talking about. I, I think Elijah Craig is sort of like a, a, a nice sort of, um, has sort of a nice cross section of consumer because you you do have the the whiskey enthusiast, the whiskey nerd that loves Elijah Craig, loves Elijah Craig Twelve, right. but they're also a big enough name of a brand that you know your everyday person who might be buying your 
Jack Daniels, Johnny Walker, Fireball knows the name, right. that sort of thing. Right. The your 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 whiskey nerd, if you will, is going to have a certain perception, especially if they handle it the way that Elijah Craig did, as opposed to you know you or us Monday you know Monday morning quarterbacking it. But right. The the person who's not the whiskey nerd doesn't get that. They don't understand right. that. Oh, in in order to have you know this Elijah Craig twelve, they had to have planned it at least twelve years ago and more. You know, <laughs> in order to yeah. do that, there's no way to know any of this stuff. And, and for those people, you release Elijah Craig small batch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. <laughs> because they exactly. because they got to buy Elijah Craig right. Exactly. And I have, exactly. I have zero tolerance or patience for the communities where people shit on people trying to get into something. I, that makes me so angry uh, that it's everything in me to not respond to any comment like that with like, Hey, fuck you. Right. 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 When, when and then sometimes you, do, you just like, do hey, respond guys, to that. <laughs> I want to try this. Like remember in high school, you know, it's like you'd have the one new kid who's like, they tried to fit in and everyone, instead of being like, Oh, you know, yeah, come on, man. They were like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Right? Nerd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anybody who responds to someone's honest attempt to engage with you're doing it wrong, fuck that person. Right. And that's the thing too. And I mean, back, back to, to sort of um, transparency, craft whiskeys, craft, craft distilleries and all that. Um, we have, you know, we, we, we have a couple sponsors and we actually sought out our sponsors specifically because of transparency, because right. we, you know, we, we like what they're, what they're talking about, what they're dealing with. Um, we've had people reach out to us. Hey, can you, can you talk about our brand on the show? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I mean, you know, sometimes right. it's, yeah, but this, and sometimes it's just, no, you know, like I just, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about that. You know, if you, if, if you, send me more information or something like that. But it's just, we're, we are very particular about how we present ourselves to people. And we're not going to just slap our name on, you know, something that maybe we don't believe in, maybe some, maybe something we don't stand right. by. And we'll, uh, the thing I, I like about our sponsors and a lot of the people that we've dealt with, they've said to us, Hey, if you don't like an expression from us, if you don't like this, just say it. You know, just say it. If you and, don't like it, you don't like yeah. it. You know, and we've and said that's it. called credibility. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we, yeah. when we have people on the show, you know, we try to have people on the show like yourself um, that we we trust, we believe in, we think our listeners will believe in. And if we don't, we try to challenge them a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. when we were talking about bringing you on, one of the thing was, well, you're bringing on it's whiskey. He's a whiskey guy. He knows his whiskey. Um, it's a great YouTube channel, but they're they're a marketing company. That's what they are. So you're not really bringing mm-hmm. somebody in the whiskey world in. And this only a handful of people. But the counter that was, well, I'm being transparent. That the counter that was, what do you, what the hell do you think whiskey? What do you think it is? How do you think it all gets yeah. to your shelf? How do you think what these people? What do you people, think Beam is doing? Are you kidding oh, yeah, me Beam, right now? The cool thing about Maker's Mark is they're not marketing people. Well, they're whiskey. I, ha- I hate Wait, what? I hate <laughs> I hate the vulgarity behind marketing and and the world of i mean we literally just did an episode over whiskeys that you can find that are great everyday whiskeys and the highlighted whiskey was you know um was um wild turkey 101 probably one of the most iconic marketed mass-produced whiskeys out there bourbons out there i mean if you're seven if you're 17 and you're at a party you're drinking it right but it's consistent and i think it's good 
I don't think there's a problem with marketing. I don't think it's a pro- problem with the aspect of doing something that that taps on to one that always annoys me, but, uh, but I understand where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, and, and I had a guy who was it, who, um, it was a local guy. I'm, I'm not going to tell his name. He's a whiskey guy in Texas, but we were bringing out some things. And I was like, this is this thing that we're doing. And, and, and he was like, well, yeah, but you guys aren't like whiskey guys. You're marketing guys. And this is after I had, we had just blended the first whiskey multi-distillery blend in the history of Texas. We had just finished distillering on stuff. We've got the whiskey marketing school where we're training whiskey people. Right. We've got the, and I'm, and I'm working like 80 hours a week and I'm fried. And some guy turns to me and says, well, you're not a whiskey guy. Yeah, I mean, you're not a whiskey guy. You're a marketing guy. And, and I couldn't (laughs) help. I went, I just turned to him. And there's like four of us there. And I went, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck it's, you. Look, okay, I tell you what. Let's go outside. And then you can tell me where you want me to fuck you. Yeah. I don't uh, know. How- I'll let you choose. <laughs> I don't Because how could you look at me and tell me I'm not a fucking whiskey guy? I mean, god try, damn it. Try this on your After palate. all the work that we're doing. Yeah. yeah but here's, so, the, here's the crazy thing. Honest to God. And but, this, it's not a kiss-ass moment. I, I'm going to be candid with you 90 percent of the population when they go when they want to learn and know they're going to youtube and they're going to you guys and they're trusting you your followers are there your your knowledge is there your production is there your care and passion is there and what i you don't have to do whiskey to be successful i mean you could have gone the other direction you obviously have a love yeah. for whiskey so how the fuck aren't you a whiskey guy you know what i mean and right, we're, so the, we're in the same boat my, by the way we're we were car salesmen right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 right yeah well you're not really whiskey guys. that's right we're not guy. that's right they're, they're mutually yeah. exclusive but that's like <laughs> but that's like tailing like okay let's like telling calling simon brooking maybe one of the best reps who's ever lived right who's you know uh Freud, Akatoshin, but you know, right. Um, that's like going to Simon and being like, well, you're not really a whiskey guy. You're a rep guy. It's like, wait, what? Wait, what? Right. Okay. Now on the other hand, after I got over my own little personal feelings being hurt <laughs> and, and uh, calm down a little, I understand it. And, and the difference is that like, we don't pretend with anything that we're doing. We say, hey, we're really good at marketing and communications, and we're going to market and communicate, and we're going to teach you about marketing and communications, and we're going to show you how marketing and communications works. So in the whiskey world, yes, like we have become like, oh, the marketing guys, right? But it's only because we're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, but we're talking about the whole thing, right? We're just fully disclosing it all. And so... I get how like not no one's going to compare us to, you know, oh, what's his name? Badass distiller of Lafroig, uh, John. Damn it. I can't believe I forgot his name. Anyway, or Richard Patterson, for example. Yes. Right. Sir Richard Patterson. The nose. Right. There's a guy whose entire career has been made on doing amazing whiskey shit and then taking whiskey very seriously. Now, I know enough to know and anybody who knows what they're doing knows Richard Patterson knows how to market like a badass. Right. Like he knows the Richard Patterson brand and he gives zero fucks about what anyone else thinks about Richard Patterson's way of doing things. Yeah. Right. But he's still going to go down in history as a whiskey guy because he's not talking about marketing and communications. He's only talks about whiskey. 
Hey Chasers, Aaron here. I wanted to talk about our sponsor, Wilderness Trail Distillery. If you want a great whiskey without the fake legends and made-up history, try some Wilderness Trail Fine Kentucky Bourbon. It's made by master distiller Shane Baker and fermentation expert Pat Heist, who you've heard on the podcast, at their distillery in Danville, Kentucky. They make a weeded bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and a Kentucky-grown rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is offered in bottled in bond or cask strength. It's non-chill filtered, and the mash bill is on the side of every bottle, so you know what you're buying. This is real information. Not some magical recipe or who Shane's great-great-grandpa is. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for Wilderness Trail in your favorite store. If you happen to see a barrel pick or special release of Wilderness Trail on the shelf at your store, grab it. It's not going to last long. If you want more information, check them out online at wildernesstraildistillery.com. You talk about icons, Jim McEwen's the same way. You know, Mm -hmm. he's a salesman, and he'll tell you that. He goes, yeah, I make whiskey, but my job is sales. That's what I do. Because... Anybody you know can- what it was? Uh, Robert Earl Keen. He said, look, we're not musicians. We're beer salesmen. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yes. And, yeah. and honestly, until you get that, you're never going to succeed in a club scene as a musician. Until you realize it's not your job to share your special art. It's your job to sell beer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then no club is ever going to book you. Uh, and then eventually you can get big enough to like just do your art and everyone will show up anyway. But guess what? They'll show up and they'll drink beer. <laughs> so, it, so it still works. I right? guess. My, I but guess this my... is like the same people who bitch at Coldplay because they got famous. <laughs> I, I, I think the only musician I'm mad at is Bono for being stuck on an iPhone. And I didn't want I, I Bono. <laughs> Damn but, it. That, <laughs> but I got Bono. That was the biggest. You know why? And here's the thing. I might be one of the biggest YouTube fans you've, you've met. I love YouTube like rabidly, but that was such a fail on so many levels, and it violated everything YouTube had always stood for. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they let themselves get talked into it. Maybe because they thought, well, this is cool and we'll be cutting edge, right? But the reason that was such a violation was because it wasn't just a violation of people who didn't like YouTube and didn't want them on their iPods. It was a violation of people who loved YouTube. And it was a change of character. It's like we talked about the TV show. It's like getting six seasons in and having a character start to be and say things that they would never do or say. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, that is not that is not right. Like some writer doesn't understand the voice of this character and they're writing the wrong dialogue for them. They would never do that. But right? on, And it feels like a betrayal. But on the other side of the coin, we're talking about them. It's true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, but yeah, but we're talking about YouTube. I'm kidding, YouTube I'm kidding, is fucking kidding. amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> so let give me, them all the bad publicity they want. I mean, it's. Just <laughs> I'm gonna. I want to ask a probably if I'm guessing a thousand dollars worth of information. So one of our favorite things to do <laughs> is we had uh, you know for instance we had Peggy No Stevens who's amazing on the show mm-hmm. and, and she gave us a she pretty much went through a whole tasting with us which was epic. So we like to rob people of their talents without paying. And that's what we're going to do now. So <laughs> we're, we're in the... Our, we don't even have a podcast. Uh, yeah. our, 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 yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> this is fake. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. It was, an, it was an elaborate catfish. Yeah. yeah. It's long con. It's, a, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. So our podcast, our podcast is, you know, we're doing quite well. We, we, we've excelled where we wanted to be. And I, can, I actually contribute that to what we've discussed. 
transparency. You know, we have an amazing director, Katie, who's got great direction. You know, Aaron's pretty funny, I guess. That's whatever. Right. Katie's got a fantastic Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. Also. That's, that's exactly what I have right now. She's great. <laughs> yeah. But hi again. <laughs> so we've done so the next step for us, we wanna we eventually want to travel to YouTube and we've been asked. I mean our podcast Travel we love. to YouTube. Bobby doesn't really know how I'm YouTube old as works. Shit. We're gonna <laughs> No, it's real. The, the YouTubes is what I call the it. The YouTubes on the internet yeah. machine. How does a whiskey, you know, you have you have some icons in the whiskey world. You have, I, I would say my two top are you and Ralphie. I, you and Rex and oh, Ralphie, right? He's like the, he's like the, uh, Ralphie's like halfway between Mr. Rogers and Oscar the Grouch. He is right there. Wow. Uh, no, that's pretty accurate. Hot take, folks. That's pretty accurate. Hot take. I actually just did a, uh, just did a Zoom thing with him and I, we were going at it, and I thought, man, he's the sweetest man alive. And I said something, and then he countered it in the most aggressive way possible. And I thought, and the rest of the show, the rest of the night, I was like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> you just felt bad about <laughs> <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> I love Ralphie. He gives no fucks. So what does yeah. a successful, from a marketing point of view, what does a successful YouTube or podcast or what we do, you know, we can't make, so if you can't do, you teach, right? So what? No, 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 hold on. Oh, no, no, I like that. No, I like your anti I'm going fucking Ralphie on that shit. Do it, go for it. Yeah, do it. I want it, I want it. Because I make this face every time he says it. Sit down. Yes, sir. Super sitting. (laughs) The only person who says that sentence has not tried to teach. I love it. Try to teach. Just fucking try to teach. Right? Bad teachers settle for teaching but they would never have been successful doing i like that so they're just fuckheads anyway right a bad teacher would have been bad at doing it and we all know that right they didn't settle right the moment you have tried to teach anybody anything is the moment you reach the limits of your knowledge and you realize how much of what you think you know is instinct versus knowing this is to because the- when you start trying to teach something somebody, and then they go, "Wait, but why did you do that?" And your brain goes, "Shit, I don't know." Because <laughs> if you're not writing right? this down, the listeners, if you're not writing this down, you're idiots. And I'm going to say it right now. Ugh. That was the most gold yeah. I've ever heard in mine. <laughs> Somebody in our studio is literally like, <laughs> Sorry, I wrote that down. A- <laughs> I wrote that down. No, no, no. It's so hard. It's, I love it's that. It's so hard. You My- have to know, like, look, you know who gets this most is martial arts. Yeah. Mm. You cannot progress. You cannot progress in any martial, martial art worth its weight. You can't progress without teaching. Yeah. Uh, because teaching new people how to do something that you supposedly know is where you realize you don't actually know it. Yeah. Right. And and if you're super talented, you can get away with it because it's all instinct. Right. But if you're just really good, uh, you will only grow from t- trying to teach what you know. Right. And if you're honestly, most of the geniuses are terrible teachers because they literally can't answer the question, why did you do that? They they don't even know. It's all They're instinct. On it's all instinct. Yeah, instinct. Mm-hmm. Right? You know why Jordan could always get to the front and just beat the shit out of people up there? Because even Jordan didn't know what he was going to do until he did it. Right? Yeah. You, you don't right? know why yeah. Jordan like, did it because neither did he. Him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would see him jump and then in the air be like, "I'm changing plans." Right? Right. 
that that wasn't a strategy. That yeah. was just raw talent and instinct, right? Yeah. But it's it's almost impossible to teach that. Um, when you've been forced to, I mean, do you have kids? Yes, too many. Well, two two okay. of us do. One of us is pregnant. I'll let you guess which one is pregnant. <laughs> Uh, probably Bob. Money on that bet. <laughs> yeah. He guessed it, you guys. <laughs> he said probably Bobby. Eleven. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm eleven weeks. That's right. You're barely yeah. showing. You're barely showing. I am showing though. I'm on my third burrito, baby. <laughs> um, the uh, no, it's, it's try to. Ex- my favorite thing is the kids who are always like, "But why?" <laughs> right? And at some point, you're going to run out of answers. Because you're like, why? Because this. And then why? Because this. And then eventually they're like, but why? And then you're like, because fucking magic. Okay? Because magic. That's why. Now go to bed. Go to your room. <laughs> go to go to your room. <laughs> right? But that's the that's the when we started the whiskey marketing school, that was a rude awakening at how much I had in my head, but had no under, no explanation for. It's like understanding that a car runs and knowing how to drive it but not truly being able to explain the internal combustion engine. Yeah. Right. So it's like, why does that car run? Well, cause you like turn a key in it and you, you know, and then and it makes noise and then you drive and they're like, but how does it do that? And you're like, well, because like um, an engine and gas and like, but how do those things mix? Isn't gas flammable? Well, yeah, but it's contained. I think oh, I don't actually know. How did they do? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're scared to drive. Like shit, I'm driving on explosive fluids. And I don't even know what I'm doing here, right? But that's that's teaching, right? Is teaching is finding the limits of your knowledge. I I have been, and I feel like at this point in my life, I'm pretty versed in whiskey. I mean, I think I know what I'm doing. I have been explained a column still 152 times, and I still pretend like I know what the fuck they're talking about. But he's kept count. They're like, so the plates, and no, then, then it evaporates. I'm like, yeah, of course it, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have yeah. no idea the science. He'll regurgitate exactly how it works and have <laughs> no idea what he's saying. No, so so do I with things I haven't touched, yeah. right? Like, we just built a still. I, uh, Me and John, one of the, our guys at the story, we built a still on Friday. A 125-gallon copper pot still, brandy helmet, leading to a four-plate copper column, uh, glass and copper, to the condenser, to a spirit safe. We assembled the whole fucking thing. It took eight, and a half, eight hours-ish. And I still don't understand how this thing works. Like, I'm looking at it, and I connected the pipes. And I, I mean, in my head, I know. And if we put stuff in it, I could turn it on and run it. But there's still some level of it that's like, this is a mystery to me. I mean, yeah. it's like watching the sun go around and the moon. You're like, I understand how in science this works. But like, seriously, the earth is spinning how fast? Yeah. I always think <laughs> and we're of, not flying off into space. That doesn't make any sense. I always think about explaining making whiskey to like an alien. And I would I would say, so we make poison kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, but then we try to leave out the poisonous part, and we just hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we drink a whole lot of it, which can be poisonous still. So you want to? Well, how do yeah. you know? We just we figure it out. It's like understanding how lift works, but still being freaked out by a you know multi-ton giant metal thing going right. into the sky with two hundred people in it. You're like, that doesn't make sense. That should not work. <laughs> like, I know the science behind it. But 
that should di- not work. That's the difference between believing and accepting. And I think sometimes you just accept. Yeah. yeah. I, can yeah. I, so if you were to say, if you were to leave us with, um, you know, one of your, your famous sayings are, you know, drink it the way, essentially, <laughs> right? You know where I'm mm-hmm. going. Drink it the way you want to drink it, which is pretty much everybody's mantra in the whiskey world. Um, except the assholes. Right. Except the, well, but hear me out. Hear me out. There is a right way to start, though, and I think a lot of people think, well, let's drink it the way I want to drink it, with Pepsi and nice, and that's fine, mm-hmm. but experience it first. If you were to leave a newcomer to whiskey with a, an impression, you know, you had one sentence to say or two sentences, what would you say as a whiskey enthusiast to help them, you know, continue that path? Because that's a great saying, drink it the way you want to drink it, or we say it's not about the perfect dram, it's all in the chase. That's our shtick, Right. But it's all saying the same thing. But what do you say to that newcomer to whiskey? Because that's a lot of our audience. You know, we want them to buy into it to make them feel like, man. Yeah. You're welcome. Ha. <laughs> that's what I call yeah. push, push a microwave moment. You guys get that? I think I'm breaking up. Oh, sorry. Are you going through it? Daniel's going through a tunnel, everybody. Going Daniel, a tunnel. He's going through that's a tunnel. Like- sorry. <laughs> um,. Shit, I think if you want to explore whiskey, uh, then the answer is be curious. Don't settle. That's it. Just be curious. Um, You find the way you like it, but then always be wondering if there's another way to try this. And then try it that way. Just be curious. And don't be afraid that you're going to fuck it up because you can't. I like it. That was the most beautiful thing I've ever I heard dig in my it. entire life. I dig it. I like how you started with shit and then went into it. That was my favorite. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> he just leaves. Actually, that would be the most appropriate way for this to end if he just walked off. <laughs> long, long silence. Did he, did he just leave? I think he just left. Yeah. Okay. Me, me, me. It's funny. Of all the distillery, distillers and people in the whiskey world that we've had, you're one of the most anticipated people to have on the show. And I've had a lot of people ask me to have you on. It has been as appropriate and inappropriate as I wanted it to be. Yeah, and both of those I, things. It has been that yeah, fantastic. And I, I mean, unfortunately, Good. Katie's not in the studio with us. And one thing as a, having a great director, which I think if, if I was asked what, what can we contribute to our success and our you know um, momentum, it's having great leadership. And that's Katie. And I'm just going to give her all of that. She's not here yeah. to punch us in the face for telling us, okay, guys, you got to calm down a little bit, which I, which has been great for this episode. Yeah, it's I been think. fantastic. This has been a, a fantastic recording Wait, session. Wait, were you overall. guys responsible for wiring my Wi-Fi today? What? Is that you, what happened? Are you going through a tunnel? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. And, and Daniel, this has been awesome for the bits that I was able to catch and everything else. We really appreciate it. And all I can think about is uh, how awesome it would be to catch up in person and grab a drink together when we can do that. I think that'd be. Yes. Maybe that's how we start our YouTube pet or uh, series. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome yeah. for it. Seriously, fantastic. Um, listen, man, I, I, I reached out to you. You were in what we found, and I'll say this right on the air, you know, the whiskey community is probably one of the most generous communities we've ever seen or been a part of. Um, we do charity events every year and mm-hmm. everyone we reach out to in the whiskey community has been great. They donate, they give. I reached out to someone like you and whether you want to admit it or not, you're pretty high echelon as far as whiskey celebratory <laughs> status. You are, 
it is what it is. Like it's mostly raw sex appeal. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Well, yeah. I can't. This is why we're sitting down. To my be my wife may or may. <laughs> my wife has a poster of you above our bed, so it's just there. I don't know. Why. Um, but I reached out to you, and I thought, you know, people have asked. He's a great guy to have on the show. I we buy in, we believe, we love what you're doing. You and Rex are doing, and you were generous enough to come on, and we thank you for that. Um, and that's what it's all about, man. That's it's about spreading this world of what we find a beautiful. You, you hit at the beginning of the show. You hit the nail on the head. Somebody puts something in a barrel, crosses their fingers, and says, "Please, God, let this artwork." And that's yeah. that's stressful, man. So the reason shows exist, podcast, you know, you know, celebrities get involved. You know, Matthew McConaughey's out there pushing wild turkey like it's cool. All the right. reason that shit's happening is because whiskey has a. Uh, a th- spirits in general has a thing since humans existed. We just wanted booze. That's all we've mm. ever wanted. Sex and booze. That's it. And I, I think, I think, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, so, what about rock and roll? Yeah, that too. We didn't even touch on your music. At First off, I'm going to end it with this. If you're not Googling and YouTubing this man's rock, you're missing. I will. I listened to your little wing rendition. Dude, I, oh yeah, dude, I rode home from work on it. It was amazing. So bravo, yeah, rock star first. But uh, yeah, so that's it's it's just really cool to have you on, and we're we're really thankful and um, appreciative. And you know, cast yeah, chasers. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. that's our point, man. Just just get the whiskey word word out there. I think. And also, we're gonna um, we're we've recently started getting our act together as far as show notes and every all that sort of stuff goes. So we're going to do show notes to your, your music and everything else. Can you take a second cool. to just sort of jump into your quick pitch of, you know, wh- whatever, follow you or check this out, or this is a thing we're doing or your kid's softball team, whatever you want to do. What you about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's all he pitches? I would say, honestly, if you want to keep up, if you're not already watching the YouTube channels, then yeah, maybe don't bother. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah. Uh, no, if you want to uh, follow along with anything that I'm touching, then honestly, right now, probably my Instagram, which is just RD Whittington. You'll hear about it there. Cool. Awesome. Concise to the point. Katie, any lasting words? Are we in trouble? I mean, did we do sure. anything wrong? Like for sure. For sure in trouble. Like for sure, yeah. It's fine. We'll have our wrap up discussion after uh, the recording. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's the equivalent to driving home from a like an event, and your dad in the front seat, and he looks back and like, "We'll talk about this when we get home." We're getting our ass beat. Yeah. That's All what's right. happening. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna pick your own switch. That's, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. You should see the size of Katie's belt. I mean, it's. <laughs> All right, Chasers, that'll do it for this episode, but we'll see you again next week. In the meantime, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cask Chasers. You can also join our Facebook group. And don't forget to check out our website, CaskChasers.org, for show notes, Cask Chasers swag, and more. And until next time, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. So gotta turn him button. off so we can talk <laughs> shit. I'm so bad at the button. This <laughs> guy comes on our show. God damn it! No, I'm kidding. <laughs>